Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. If you want to be my friend, you better go and get a pen. Maybe we can keep in touch like you did in the old days. It wasn't so long ago. Oh, and I wish you will. Oh, and sign your pen pals. <laughs> Good job. I mean, come on. Come on. Come on. Who? Come who, on. I'm a Ryan Sickler. Come on. I mean, man. come I mean, on come right on, now. Man. You, there's no way, people, if you, there's no way you're not playing that over again right now. You know what? Go ahead and take the, right now, take the second. Go, as a listener, just go hit, hit the, you know, back button and just mm-hmm. go through it one more time because that's, you, you've earned that. We'll wait. Yeah. That's. That's uh, Dan's wife who sang that. <laughs> uh, ex-wife. That's Dan's uh, ex-wife. She sent that to us uh, via YouTube. <laughs> We're working it out. Oh, man. What an adorable voice. She's going to go pretty far. That's your child. That's my child. Crushing it. Crushing it. She loves the song. She does? I mean, how do you not? It's that universal. Means it's universal. It's Aliens universal. will come to Earth and go, you know what song we really like? Do you guys know the podcast Pen Pals? <laughs> That's how aliens talk. How, did you? So how long have you been forcing her to learn it? Every day since we got it. Yeah? Yeah. And I would punish and by her. It, you mean I would her? punish ever her. Since they, ever since you got her. <laughs> ever since we got her. We punish her if she doesn't know it. Run it again. <laughs> the giraffe taught it to her? Yeah. Oh, Jesus Go back. Christ. If that's don't. a cut for you that you don't get, go back. Hashtag go back. There's, we need that one. That <laughs> Hashtag go back. Hashtag go back. Yeah. There uh, is there is a lot. Okay. I love that when people hype this show, they're like, and you need to go, you need to, you need to start at the beginning because they have a lot of things that they reference. Who, us? <laughs> yeah. They have a lot of things We're they reference that you won't know here. what it is. This is what I think. A foundation. We have a lot of... Love that's been organically created through this show. If you listen to all of it, you get all that love. Yeah. But then we have a lot of heart that comes out in each letter. And if you aren't getting the love, you'll still get the heart. God, that's good. I made that up just now. I could tell, but like in a good way. (laughs) (laughs) Where are you wearing sunglasses again? WKRP in Cincinnati. It is good when we sing together. Can I just say it has been a minute since we've been in the studio? Mm-hmm. We had a lot going on. We obviously went to Houston. Another episode came out. It was pre-recorded before Galveston, Houston. Right. You guys we'll understand. We, yeah. You know that the we have to get in the studio when we can get in the studio. I just want to, like, I, it's been a moment for us. <laughs> can we just get into a quick saga to kind of re, <sighs> recharge? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Just a saga? Saga. 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 
Saga! 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 Oh, it felt good. How did we both know to end at the same time? Because we felt it. Yeah, they they right. knew too, they didn't knew. you, Pennies and Pallers? They knew. You knew. Hey, you want to hear a couple quick reviews? Of course I do, Dan. Give me some of those reviews. Guys, we love getting these. Go to iTunes. Rate. Review us. Uh, it makes the show bigger. And then the, the bigger the show is, the more we can move around. When we move around, we come see you. That's it right. All works. It all works. It's all feeding into entertainment and connection. I, I had this conversation. Side note. I was in your hometown of Greenville, South Carolina. Carolina. Greenville, South Carolina. And I had a couple of people telling me, oh, we really like coming out. And I, 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 you've probably had this moment as well. You have that moment where you realize that the audience doesn't understand how much of a role they play in the success of anything. Like I just told these people, I go, I hope you understand. You, you, it's all you guys. You come right. out to the show. Right. It's not like a guitar where I can just go home and practice. I can only practice in front of people. Yeah. And so you being here, you're everything. You coming out on a Tuesday, a Wednesday, a late night Saturday, an early Sunday, like our live show in Houston. Yeah, uh, it's all you guys, and I, you guys I hope, enjoying it, and wanting. To I hope see the it. people yeah. appreciate that. Like, hey, we, we're Starburns would fire us if nobody wrote in or listened. We were fired recently. Well, and we're we, still going. They're we, gonna have to come get us. We keep sneaking into the studio. Right. We're renegade, but casters. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. We're rasters. Yeah. <laughs> This one is combo. This one is hashtag. This is the review. So go to Pen Pals. Do that for us. Uh, mm, which is hashtagged. I'm so excited to grow the show because it's the only time I can simultaneously be a grower and a shower. That's I never what, thought of good, it that good way. Good use. Good I've use. been incorporating, inserting, grow the show into all aspects of my life, just like you said. So far, so good. But my mm. wife isn't totally into it. Okay. Okay. When that took a being very strange turn. intimate. <laughs> uh, but I keep telling her that she'll get used to it eventually. No, no, she might not. Dan and Rory, the absolute best. And this podcast has turned my life, which used to be full of people and work and joy and fulfillment, into one where I st- where I stay locked in the basement just listening to this podcast. It's just that good. Keep it up, gentlemen, and please come to Pittsburgh. Also, what is your favorite airport and why? I like that. That's actually a very good review. I agree. That exists in the world of a solid, like, postcard at the live show. Mm-hmm. Like, just a very to the point, mm-hmm. what's your favorite airport and why? You want you want it first? I like Vegas for people watching, obvious reasons. Yeah. And, I don't know, PDX is pretty good. Uh, I don't... PDX, huh? Yeah, Portland's good. Okay. They got good options okay. for stuff. Okay. I, I don't know. Probably, okay. <laughs> okay, bye. Probably... Really? Terminal 1 at LAX. Terminal is... 1 at LAX is solid. <laughs> you found out. <laughs> producer, producer Noah and I found that out flying southwest to Galveston yeah. for the Houston for the it's live show. It's all new. It's all redone. It's all new. There's a Chick-fil-A in there. There's a Danny Trejo's Tacos in there. There's, there's, there's a Cassell Cafe. Burgers. There's an Earth Cafe. Yeah. I just, I don't get it when these terminals don't have like legit coffee stands. Like, well, I'm that's... just tired of the garbage coffee. Like, I know. get a good coffee in there. I know, Roar. People who fly drink coffee. And even if they don't drink coffee, they drink. You know what I can't stand? I, I'm so. You see people with the Starbucks mocha frappuccino with so much whipped cream. It's like, live your life, do what you do. <laughs> but my God, what are you putting into your body? I, and yeah. That's coming from somebody who Did, puts garbage you know what into I his body. But I know, but those people are always like, Did you just want candy? It's like, you don't like coffee. Did you just want candy? Go get a. Go get a, a, a milkshake. So when I go was, get a milkshake. When I was in college, when hashtag I, go get a milkshake. When I was in college and I was a federal agent, I worked with Jack. <laughs> By Phillips. the way, nobody has that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, this Rochelle boy. Anyways, does. when I was in college and I was a federal agent, we talked about right, it. The right? Doogie Hauser of government. We talked about employment. it. We talked about it, right? Yes, it's come up, but okay. it, just no one has that <laughs> sentence. Jack Phillips, my first real boss and best boss I ever had. Clearly he, undercover. Go ahead. He. Was a 20-year state trooper, then worked investigations for IRS for 20 years, and then now did this other government job. Yeah. He was like, he was like, Daniel, you like coffee? And I was like, I do, uh, no, not really. Let me tell you something. While he's smoking a cigarette, that 100%. needs to be ashed so he's badly. Like, nobody does. And I'm like, really? He's like, no, but you put something in your coffee, it's because you don't like it. Yeah. I order my coffee black straight. You know why? I like coffee. <laughs> and I was like, wow. He's like, anybody who puts anything in coffee? Doesn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> I've never forgotten that, and I still don't drink coffee. Yeah. And you're like, Jack, how many times have you just fired your weapon at people? <laughs> <laughs> not, a, not 
into them, but in their general yeah, direction. I've only fired my gun at people who don't like coffee. Like, oh my god, you like coffee, Jack? Man. You're crazy, Jack. You should not work here. John A. Phillips went you by. You definitely Jack. should not have god, a firearm. I, I wish I could see him again. Uh, okay, all right, wow. we'll do. Wait, I didn't say my favorite airport. Oh, you did not. You know what? I I kind of like Minneapolis. Uh, it's not convenient to get around, but uh, they have a right. PGA store thing <laughs> where, where, where there's simulators. There. And if you have a three-hour layover, which in Minneapolis can often be the case, you can go up there. You pay 10 bucks to get in. It is you a You deliberately fly through Minneapolis during the dead of winter being like, maybe I'll catch a delay. I can't say that Nate Bergazzi and I have not traveled specifically like that to hit in a simulator for three hours and then connect and go to where we're going to perform shows. <laughs> there's just, a putting green. That you can just stay, you grab a putter, you can just start Rory. putting to kill time. You can get in a simulator. You pay to get into a simulator to play a round of golf or just hit on a driving range. It is. No one has your sentence. You said no one has my sentence. No one has your sentence. You know what airport Detroit's like? good, You know what too. airport I like because of the golfing? <laughs> Detroit's pretty good. It is? I don't think I've done Detroit. Yo, I did do Detroit, but Detroit? that's been a long Detroit's time. Detroit's laid out well, I think. Okay. Anyways, right. that's my, that's One, one more quick one. Pen Pals Love, another five-star, just like hashtag mm was. Oh, and that mm one was from Ryan Bibza. Yep. Thanks, Ryan. That's right. This one's from C-Dub-C. C, I don't, well, you can figure it out. Here we go, five stars. The live show was amazing, as are all podcasts. My husband and I saw Rory live recently, Nashville Zanies. Our fingers are crossed for an East Coast Live Pen Pals hashtag, excuse me, face-to-face. Great advice to Dave in Houston, Rory. Dead on. But you slipped a little from the favorite spot due to the fact that you do not know what an, what what it means to apparate or what HP means or even a Patronus. Daniel, you're in first place. Ha ha. Wait, did you say all that in the live show? Mm-hmm. What do those mean? What is? Can you tell apparate me? Apparate is uh, how you can like disappear and reappear somewhere else. You can you use something to like do it. I believe in Harry Harry Potter, which is what HP is, and then Patronus is a special spell uh, in, in the Harry Potter world. You cast this spell; it's a, a defense spell. Okay. And, okay. No, you can stop there. I was yeah, just I, wondering. I was, waiting should, for it. I was like, I was should I feel insecure it. about having? It? And I'm no. like, you know what? Totally fine. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> Daniel, you're in first place. Ha ha! Kidding. Hashtag HP forever. Hashtag grow. The HP show. forever. <laughs> HP for life. You know what? I'm not going to call you out tattoo. here, C W C, but it should be HP always. But that's 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 where my fandom is probably a little bit deeper than yours. And there's a lot of pen pals <laughs> who agree with me right now. And you know what? I bet you agree with me that you should have gone hashtag, hashtag HP always. You know what? Given the fact that I have no dog in the fight, you got it, bud. <laughs> I, I, I know you better. <laughs> Rory, Rory's like, I got no Patronus in this fight. I got no Patronus, dude. <laughs> There's a part of me that can't accept that it's not some sort of, you know, uh, sort of offshoot of a tequila brand. (laughs) (laughs) It could be. Edit that. We've got a million dollar idea. (laughs) We might get sued for. Uh, You want to go to the letters? Let's go to the letters! I did it! I'm not there yet. Come on, catch up. Come on. There's not that many stairs. God, why did we start putting these upstairs? I don't know. And why did you take the elevator? I thought you were getting in, but then I was like, oh, I can't no, hold it. You the did button that. I know you did that thing. <laughs> and so now I got to take the stairs. Are you a holder? Get, but I, but I want to be very clear. This You're is why I don't feel so, I'm not so mad at Dan. He should have taken the stairs. It's six stairs. He's still got on an elevator to go up a six stair hey. flight. I, I do what I want to do. I don't do what I don't. How long do. is that elevator ride? It's faster than you. You were still on do the, the stairs. Do the doors actually close all the way before you get to the where you're going? No. But you got hung up on stair too, and it's not my fault. All right. Here we go. Ready? Yes. We want to talk to you guys about how uh, Texas went. We talked about it in the moment. Now we can talk about a little perspective, and this is a great letter to do it. Hi, Rory and Daniel Vaniel Caniel. Didn't write my name at all. Only wrote your name. That's wrote weird. my name first, and then also no, wrote, wrote your the, best, name. the best version of your name. I just wanted to say that being able to see the weekend of Texas live on Instagram really made my weekend. It was so great to be a part of this community that you guys have both built. I feel like every penny and paller 
maybe more so pallers, exist in their own secret language of hashtags and inside jokes, and it's just so great. I tend to have a really difficult time feeling like I belong anywhere. Sorry, bud. And this podcast and the Weekend of Tuxes especially made me feel like I belonged for the first time in a long time. That feels good. Kind of cheesy, I know. Anyway, Not cheesy at all. Very vulnerable and real. Good for you. Anyway, Rory, already working backwards. Anyway. I'm doing a new mid. thing. Rory working I work mid. mid. I work mid <laughs> out right away. Yeah. I do not wait. Anyway, I'm looking forward to Wednesday. Your hashtag compendium curating pal, Adam. P.S. I know I've fallen a little behind with the compendium, but I'm getting back to it right now. I promise. I mean, I wasn't going to say anything. I'm upset. I've been upset. About Adam not the keeping up with it. Adam, this is you. Adam. You said, I'll carry that cross. You, is, Simon of Cyrene, this, and you have to stick with it. Is compendium also a Harry Potter thing that I don't yeah, know? I, okay. <laughs> is compendium one of the characters from Harry Potter? Well, I love this. I love this letter because we... The great thing, social media is so much of like a just a shithole. It so is a much. thousand percent. But you that. and I both agree that the least of the evils seems to be Instagram, because you can delete comments, <clears throat> you can make no comments, and it tends to be more of people sharing their experiences in a not like not in a Facebook way where it's so so, some, some people. Well, I, yeah, you get to curate your feed, yeah. I guess. The feed that you, I feel you and I have probably curated is uh, m- genuine. I do like what you can follow, and I do like what you can learn. Yeah. I don't remember. Did I talk about this on, on an episode where, like, you, there's know. a lot to learn through Instagram? Like, if you have an ailment, uh, yeah. go to the search, hashtag, whatever it is. Yeah. A buddy of mine has gout. Really? Just yesterday, I was like, put in gout in the search. And then up comes, you know, the hashtag gout. Right. With like forty thousand. Is that entries. official? What you just said? Hashtag hashtag gout. gout. No, sh- don't put that in the compendium. Okay. <laughs> if you ever get around to fucking doing it, don't put that into whatever a compendium is. <laughs> um, and uh, there's and like a ton of hits pop up that can teach you, you know, some things that you could do to to alleviate the pain or yeah. cure it or whatever whatever you're looking to do. It's Even, just I mean, seems literally anything. Friendly. You type in lower back pain. You type in headaches. And anything. Yes. I know that there's some sure there's dregs in there it. There is garbage in Instagram. Nothing is fully clear, but I will say I do a hundred percent agree in the world of like lesser evils, despite the fact that Instagram is very much with Facebook as one thing. Yeah. I do feel that you can go on Instagram and uh, actually learn stuff, actually see what's going on in relatives' lives, see what's going on in your friends' lives yeah. in a way that is uh, somewhat under your control as to what you're exposed to. And not so wordy, not so opinionated yeah. it doesn't feel like. Yeah. I don't know, but that might be my feed again as well. But um, <clears throat> So it was so amazing to be able to like – in that weekend, really feel like we were taking people like Adam and, and other like pennies and pallers along for that ride with us. Yeah, I felt like an obligation to do that, not in a negative way. No, I felt like an obligation of going, "Hey, we've built this thing up. We should definitely try to show how good Dan is. Wh- at what dancing. it is, how good Dan is at dancing. Try to show Usher engaging with him. Well, hold on for that because." On my recent tour, I met up with somebody. I believe it was in Greenville, what you South got Carolina. There? What, now, what do you have Someone there? Someone came up to me. I, they didn't say I could identify them or not, so I'm not going to. But you can you can let us know who you are. Tag yourself in the Instagram post of this. This was given to me, and we'll put this up on, on Instagram. <laughs> I already like it, and I don't know what it is. Oh, you're going to. Or if you were standing, I'd tell you to lay down. Sitting down is not <laughs> Look, tell people. Give me this. Tell people. This Roy, is, I'll tell you shirt. what, this is a very comfortable t-shirt. <laughs> it's, it's Usher uh, looking at a picture of Dan. Looks like a headshot from something. Hashtag Usher pointed at me. Hashtag Texas. Hashtag F2F. It's, it's, this is a fantastic t-shirt. Yes, whoever made this, do please do claim credit. Yeah, do we'll it on, we'll, do it on also, Instagram. Also, go to Instagram right now if you want to see what this looks like. This is there. So that is great. I know this is why God, this good. is why pen pals are the best people. This is a picture of Usher sitting next to the NBA trophy, and the person put my face in the NBA trophy. Yeah, that he is looking at. 
Well, they can see the picture on Instagram. I know, but I love it. They might be driving. Uh, then that the, then they have pull to over. pull over and live this moment with the us. The fact that you started this episode and didn't pull over when you started it, don't drive and listen. <laughs> the expectations of what we think the listeners are doing. <laughs> what are you doing? Stop your day and listen to oh. us. Hashtag Tuxes, hashtag That's F so funny. to F. Dave Jacoby and his wife and his family and his friends Totally amazing, letting us invade their lives. I know. Two strangers who just showed up, and Jacoby hooking up this whole weekend of absolute fun brings me to a point that I want to say myself, Dan, Mm -hmm. Dave Jacoby, Mm -hmm. and you've heard mention of Andrew Youngblood, I'm sure, uh, at some point, are all going to be performing in Houston mm-hmm. again mm-hmm. at the same venue as the live show, mm-hmm. The Secret Group, on uh, March 28th. That is a Thursday. It is. March 28th. So if you're in the Houston area and you want to see stand-up, Dave Jacoby has not done stand-up in, a, I think, a decade. Yeah. He used to do it in New York City. Right. Uh, and from what I could tell from telling us, describing it to us, Not I think good. it was going pretty well. <laughs> know, real bad. Real bad at the old stand-up <laughs> arena. Love you, Dave. Uh, pretty good at it and hasn't done it. And we just thought, well, this makes perfect sense that if you're coming to this show anyways and you're bringing you know, some of the friends that we but hung out with. Thing, I'm as excited to see the people we met as I am Dave. I know. Dude, when I was just on my tour at... And I went, it was in Orlando. Yeah. I, I made this joke post. Oh my God. Pennies and Pallers. I love you guys. But I made a post where I was like, hey, the meet and greet at Dis- Did you see this? I go, the meet and greet at Disney World. Yes. I, I don't saw it. know if it's going to happen. I, I acted like I couldn't remember that it was called. Di- I guess I go, I guess you need a ticket. People thought I don't understand how tickets work. One person <laughs> said to me, they're like, well, you don't live in Orlando, so I don't know if you know how theme parks work. And I go, you're right. I live in that Los Angeles that has Knott's Berry Farm, Disneyland, Universal Studios, and Six Flags. Six you think flags. I don't know how theme parks work? God, it was just a goof. But people were so nice. Even Missy, who we met yeah. there, who hope I'm sure be at the show. God, I hope you are, Missy. Missy hit me up. She was at Disney World the same time. She goes, if I had seen this, I'd have given you our bracelets. You could have gone all day and used our passes. I'm like, who are these gems of people <laughs> that Dave Jacoby <laughs> that just, just brought into our lives? But also what I love is that all of these listeners do not respect your level of intellect, that they believe I'll you believe. were that dumb. All of them. And that makes me respect them. <laughs> Don't do that. Dan... Dan is known to make a mistake and then get on the podcast and act like it was a joke. (laughs) (laughs) And that mistake is how ticketing works. I've never known it before. Do you know how many times Dan has tried to just go to a concert? (laughs) (laughs) Or get on a plane? Do you know Dan's never seen a movie (laughs) at a theater? (laughs) Because he just walks in he's like, do you guys have Netflix here? (laughs) You know how many raffles I haven't won? Because I just thought I'm in the room. Why am I not? Eligible for the raffle. How do I put my name in the raffle? (laughs) Do you know that I've never sold a ticket to my own shows? Yeah. I just opened the doors. Dan is the only person on this planet who watches every Powerball having not purchased a ticket. (laughs) Come on, 11. (laughs) Come on, the numbers I'm currently thinking of. (laughs) Well, I thought of those six numbers. Prove I didn't. Sir, you have to have a ticket. For what? I thought of those numbers when you said them. Um... Yeah, it's amazing the support everybody was willing to to give to play Dan's game of get me into Disney World. It works. But then you got in, you did the meet and greet. I did. I did. Yeah, I yeah. did the meet and greet. So many yeah. happy children. Yeah. Uh, the other thing about the weekend of Tux is it's like we want to put together a tour, guys. We want to do more live shows. Obviously, it's announced now. We're doing Cluster Fest. We have yep. the Dallas show coming up a, almost a, uh, eight days from when this episode. If drops. you're in Los Angeles or the surrounding area, this and weekend, you can get there, come on this Saturday. That's the biggest one. Yeah. 10 p.m. at UCB Franklin. There's two UCB locations. UCB Franklin. 10 p.m. this Saturday, the 23rd. We are doing our second ever. Live pen pals mm-hmm. in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Dan and I are making the effort of trying to figure. You know, the Houston one came together uh, because Dave Jacoby reached out with the most insane proposal ever, and we just said, "Well, this is the obvious sign from the universe. This should be the first ever live show." Right. That Dan show and I started wanna, on Friday. It, yes, and so Dan and I walked away from that live show, thinking, "Ah, how do we make the live show what we want it to be and better?" And it's going to be something that takes 
time, as you, the listeners, understand, we have to figure out what the live show is, not having ever done one. So this Saturday is just us going through another round of, all right, let's figure out how to make this live show what we want it to be. And that's what we're doing. So if you want to come on down and you want to bring friends, there are tickets available right now. I got to assume it's UpratCitizensBrigade.com. Yeah, go to yeah, UCB Franklin is where it'll be. And UCB Franklin, 10 p.m. Yeah. this Saturday. And then also Dallas, the night after we do that live Houston show um, with Andrew and Dave, we're going to be in Dallas the 29th uh, that afternoon, I believe, doing a yeah. live pen pals. For the Dallas Comedy Festival. The third ever for the Dallas Comedy Festival. And again, trying to figure out what we want to do. So one thing we do want to do, and we want to make a note of this. Sure. We did like doing the postcards thing in mm-hmm. Houston. We're going to do more of the the postcards thing. But what we want you to do is if you're going to be at Dallas, if you're going to be at Clusterfest, or if you're going to be at the Los Angeles show, write to us uh, at the uh, the penpalspod at gmail.com mm-hmm. and tell us the subject line of what your, um, what your postcard is going to be about. We will pick a few so that we don't have, again, a, a huge line of people coming up and we can kind of... Uh, make sure that we, we we get to as many people as we can in the time frame that we have. And also, we can start to make a collection of postcards from each city so that when we come back, as we intend to do with a tour, sure. we maybe read your postcard then if we didn't get to it the yeah. first time. I would say in that subject line of that email, put Dallas Comedy Festival Pen Pal. And then yeah. in the body, write what your subject is, whether yeah. that's fetishes or... Hole in the ground, like bank robbery or whatever, or whatever it is. Yeah, Just yeah, put yeah. it in that. And then also, uh, if you are writing us letters. If you are uh, writing us letters, letters. You better letters, letters, and letters. Uh, <laughs> if you are writing us a letter that you obviously clearly would be okay with us saying on the show, please note in your letter if you do not want a letter read uh, live. We didn't have that experience, yeah. but we did realize in the moment, as Dan kind of says in the live episode, that here we are reading this personal vulnerable letter that Dave wrote us in front of 100 people. I, I'm, I'm saying 100 to be modest. We had 3,000 people right, there. Right, of course. But in front of 3,000 people, um, if you do not want that, please say specifically you don't want that. Otherwise, from this point on, we will assume everyone is okay with us reading the letter in the studio or live. And uh, and if yeah. all of you guys write no 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 live show, well then we're gonna just start doing it because we can't. and then we'll just go back to uh, not um, Being respecting your vulnerability. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we wanted to do a little wrap up of what Texas was like because we didn't really get to talk yeah. to it outside of at the live show. But we want to talk about the live show and let you guys know that we're intending to do a lot of these. That was super fun. Everybody who came out, I mean that people at the end, man, people at the end, there was like, like two different groups of people that wore tuxedo shirts. Yes, we had like three people, people who were made involved. shirts. People were made, involved. People made, brought. Shirts. Gifts. People gave us gifts. Yeah. Um, everybody who we got came Bucky's out. Wipes. You never told the Bucky story. Right now. Here's what happened at Bucky's. You want to do it? And then yes. we'll finish it out on this. They we're finishing it out on this. But, this so, is all just the recap. Before Rory does that, I, I'll say too, I agree with Rory. God, these shows are so much fun. Hang, seeing you guys afterwards is so much fun. We'll have some merch coming your way soon that you guys can buy online or even in person. We'll sign them. We'll take pictures with yeah. you. Uh, but hearing from we're all We're growing of you, the live show. Yeah. Yeah. We're growing the live show as well. So hearing from we, all the only you, way to do it is to do it and yeah. figure it out as we go. Hearing from all of you what it meant to follow along that weekend uh, made it even more special than I think you guys can uh, appreciate or understand. Yeah. So thanks so much. And I'm I'm pretty sure that the fact that we're all going to be doing stand-up in Houston, I got to assume, get on Instagram and follow us because there's a pretty good chance <laughs> we're going to be going to the stories and going to the live feed sure. from Houston and then our drive from Houston to Dallas and then being in Dallas. Like, If, if you want to follow us, get on there and follow us because those are videos that we will... Uh, post and yep. producer Noah may or may not be compiling all of the footage from Galveston slash Houston for uh, our first ever short film, uh, The Pen Pals. I can't wait for it. Uh, right, Bucky's. We're so driving up to Bucky's. I don't know what Bucky's is. Dan and Andrew are explaining it to me. Bucky's is the biggest gas station, cleanest bathrooms. And what they're known for is two things cleanest bathrooms and amazing service. That's all Dan said. That's all Andrew <laughs> said. We walk in, it is truly like a strip mall that is just one store. It's like someone took a strip mall and made it one big store yep. and put gas pumps out front. And a, and meat, a million and a ice circle. Can, a million ice chests. And just it's an incredible looking gas station. We go in, if you're watching the live feed, 
if you were watching the live feed, you saw us at Bucky's going through all the insane shit they have. I mean, it was like Cracker Barrel times a million in terms of dumb, honey. stupid shit. <laughs> honey, they got hats the shape of cheese. Honey, they got a picture of Jesus riding a horse. <laughs> we should get that. It's got a clock in it, too. Honey, there's a wall of candy, and I got my answer. <laughs> all, right, all right, let's not go down okay. this waterfall. <laughs> um, anyways, we decided to get Dave Jacoby. Uh, and his wife, a little thank you gift to come in with. Sure. And so we get a uh, Mardi Gras serving platter, and mm-hmm. we get a bunch of different flavors of fun popcorn that we're just going to throw on the plate yeah. while Dave's maybe getting ready or in the bathroom, like, and just have it out like we didn't even buy it or anything. Right. And we get up to the counter, and we put it up there, and uh, I get my credit card out, and I say, hey, the chip on this thing doesn't work, so I'll do the chip thing. Usually it asks you to do it three times, and then it says swipe it. So I'm like, I'm doing that. Dan looks at her. The 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 woman behind the register takes a sip of some uh, kind of drink, and Dan goes, ah, soda. What's your what's the soda that you like to right. go with? She looks at him. She goes, it's sweet tea or something. like Not very, soda. Not soda. Tea. Yep, and immediately it's like, it okay, we're in with one of these, one of these interactions. Somebody wants to go home. Yeah, literally out of the gate, go ahead and check good service off of the list of things well, I believe Bucky's to be. You don't know how, how bad. <laughs> Anyways, so I do the chip, uh, the card, the chip thing. It's not working. It says swipe it. I swipe it. It says, is this a debit card? I say no because it's not, and it immediately says transaction canceled. I look at her and I go, hey, this is just a credit card. Are credit cards okay? Yes, they are okay. Well, this is a credit card. It says it's a debit card, and then it canceled the transaction. She just goes, I don't know. And so I just go, okay, I guess I'll try it again. Try it again. Mm-hmm. Doesn't work. I point it you out to her. You were patient. She takes the credit card, cleans the chip. She does it. Same she thing that gets you just to did debit twice. card, turns it to me like, here, now just put whether it's a debit card or not. I say no, turn it back to her. I go, look, it canceled it again. And she's just like kind of al- aloof to the whole. She's like, I don't know. And at this point, I have my wallet ready. Yeah. And I go, I just go just, oh, you don't know. You don't know. We, right. we don't know what to do. All right, thanks. We're Okay, thanks. Should we put these back or do you want to put them back? She wouldn't in- talk to yeah. us? She, she goes, wouldn't oh, I'll put them back. This? And so yeah. I was like, all right, great. We're out of here. And you looked at me and I knew. I, I gave like, Dan the look. And I said, we're not spending any money here mm-hmm. today. I'm mm-hmm. backing Rory up on this. Yeah. And we, we start to walk away. And there's this like is a, my favorite part. There's a manager guy who's also behind this shared register counter. Yeah. And he says, you guys have a good day. And I look at her. I look at him. I go, no, no, she's she was bad. No, you said she could have been better. Yeah, that's what it she was. could have been better. And she could this, have been better. My favorite moment. This guy goes, you guys have a good day. Dan goes, no, she could have been better. The guy doesn't even wait to be. He goes, she could have been better. You got it. <laughs> I, and immediately I was like, awful service. This guy's the most amazing manager I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> She could have been better. You guys got you it. Got have it. a good you day. Got it. You got it. She'll be fired and murdered immediately. Like, okay, well, we didn't say that. No, <laughs> right. no, you didn't like it. She's out of here. She's out of this world. <laughs> she will not be alive when you get by the time you get to your car. Thank you so much, guys. And I felt bad because, you know, when you ask somebody to try something for the first time, it all depends on how that goes. Like, yeah. you take someone to Vegas and, like, a casino for the first time, yeah. and they win $30, they'll love it yeah. forever. Do you want to know how much people in Texas love Bucky's? Oh, Missy's husband, speaking of Missy, uh-huh. Nick. Yes. I'm telling this story, and he hears me say that I didn't like the service at Bucky's at the post drinking thing, the, the daiquiri timeout. Yeah. He goes, What? And I go, The service wasn't good. He goes, Uh uh-uh. uh. He puts his drink down and he left the conversation Stop. to just go, I will not hear this. Right. I've never felt more respect for a man in my life. <laughs> I was like, You know what? That guy is Bucky's till I die. I respect the shit out of that dude. Dude, because he came up to me and I was like, What's your deal? And he's like, He's talking about <laughs> Rory's over there <laughs> blasting Bucky's. He literally, his face, I kind of thought he was joking. He literally set his drink down and walked away, and I was like, I, I get that. <laughs> I get that you cannot hear this. Anyways, that was, that was the Bucky situation. Sorry, we forgot to mention it the live show. Well, we got it out. Guys, thanks so much. All right, we're, we're, not, gonna, we're not gonna be going off on tex- Texas anymore. That was it. That was your film. Moving on. You Moving want on to ones? the next Come one. Come see us this Saturday. This Saturday in, in Los Angeles. Easy to be Franklin. Sincerely, your pen pals, Royce and Daniel Van Kirk. When was the last time you did something just for you? Discover your summer essentials with FabFitFun, the best subscription box service delivering 
full-size self-care and wellness products delivered straight to your door. Their experts carefully pick from top trending products for you to personalize your own box of happiness. Just choose your plan and get ready for the best in home, fashion, beauty, wellness, and so much more. So whether it's the perfect beach blanket, a handy wine chiller, or aloe vera gel, FabFitFun has you covered for all of your fun in the sun needs. You'll get to choose some of the products to go in your box while the rest are a surprise. Plus, you can access other perks like flash sales and new items up to 70% off. FabFitFun is more than just an incredible value. It's me time in a box. All about the brands you love, the brands you will love, and doing something that's just for you. Visit FabFitFun.com for 50% off your first box while supplies last when you use code TALKSHOW. That's FabFitFun.com, code TALKSHOW. Hey, do you miss traveling with your besties like in Girl Strip? Do you miss going to huge family gatherings like in Soul Food? Do you miss meeting the parents like in Get Out? Huh? Well, actually, no one misses that. But you can still do all of these things with me, Desmond Thorne, on my podcast, Adventures in Black Cinema. Each week, I take you on a journey through a new black film, how it relates to the culture, and sometimes how the themes relate to my own life. So there's always a little tea and a slight bit of embarrassment. <gasps> And of course, as a filmmaker myself and one of the blackest, film nerdiest film nerds like ever, you're always in good hands. Adventures in Black Cinema with Desmond Thorne, executive produced by Amanda Seals. New episodes every Tuesday on all major podcast platforms. All right, we're back, buddy. We're back. I want to hear this. I want to hear this. Saddle again. again. Um, that was fun. Who is that? What's that? I'm back! Aerosmith. As soon as you did that perfect Steven Tyler. That was I perfect. Knew. Even as I did it, I go, fuck, I this might be too perfect. Dream On bothers me. Okay. Because he sings in a normal voice the whole time until the end when he finds it. Yeah. It always, I, dream On! But before that, he's like, Dream, dream on, on! Dream on. on! Yeah. I don't know why. All right. Okay. I got a letter here. Let's do it. Um, let's check the name. Oh, there's no name listed, so I'm not going to say the name. Okay, but, uh, say the name that go. isn't listed. Okay, so S-I. <laughs> Sai? Yeah. Sai. Sure. Okay. C. The day is Thursday, time is 11 p.m. I'm sitting in my... Tw- By the way, I already love how this starts. I feel yeah? like I feel like I'm... Uh, this is like a detective. Okay. You know? Mm-hmm. It's just black and white. Yeah, noir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sitting in my 2010 white Honda Accord Coupe X... Ha- parentheses original rims. That's a you know what that is. What? That's a person who loves the crab feast. Yeah. Okay. Because that's a Ryan Sickler joke. Love it. As I write this, wait. As I write this, I'm leaving a showing of the third and final How to Train Your Dragon hi- hi- Hidden Kingdom. A late night showing because my nieces stood me up because they're afraid of dragons now. You know, you know that he hates that. So I went by myself, went face to face with that movie, had RRGT, and right now my heart is soaring. <laughs> This is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Oh, hi there, pen pals. Hi, Rory Van Kovel. This is my first time writing to Pen Pal Nation, hashtag subject to change. First off, I have to say how much of a fan of you guys I am. Rory, sorry, Mr. Scovel. I love your comedic curiosity when you're on stage. You on Conan standing on someone's chair for most of your set is probably my favorite set ever. Dan, I love your Mitch Hedbergian way of being able to sum up a person's being in one sentence. After leaving HTTYD, I thought about writing to you guys to talk about over-romanticizing the ending of things, whether it be an ending of an era, vacation trip, or like me, an uh, ending to a great trilogy. I Am I alone in this, pen pals? Hashtag grown the show. Hashtag dark collar Jacoby. Um, parentheses look. Hashtag acid reluxing on them. Okay. I don't know that one. Me either. By the way, Rory, I suffer from acid reflux a lot myself, and some other remedies that may help are a little pickle juice, oatmeal, apples, and sometimes sparkling water. Later, pallers. Great letter. One, you're opening up, letting us know you are deep into that How to Train Your Dragon saga. <laughs> saga. Um, 
But uh, I, I got to say, the meat of this thing I really do like because I think I suffer from romanticizing the, romanticizing the ending of things, events, moments in time, saying goodbye. I don't know where it started. I don't know what it is in me. But I remember when I was a kid, I think I was 11, I was playing U12 soccer. It was the first time I had played on a traveling club soccer team. Mm-hmm. All Before that, it was all YMCA. You're either on the purple team, the blue team, the orange team. You know what I mean? All right. that. And, you're, and your game is at the Y on Saturday, and that's what you did. Right. This was my first time playing on a traveling soccer team, and our very first away tournament was in Charleston, South Carolina. And I, I, I clearly remember this because of what he's talking about here, uh, he or she's talking about here, is I was... The, the tournament ended. We won the tournament, and it's now like 5 p.m. on Sunday, leaving Charleston to go back to Greenville, about mm-hmm. a three-hour drive. And I just remember feeling this, like, strange, like, oh, we were all just here together in this energy, yeah. in this moment, in this thing, and now it's ended, and we all just drive away from it and leave this almost like it didn't Didn't happen happen, or it was just this sort of tiny blip in our lives. And I remember even now I'm somehow able to nostalgically, nostalgically, is that right? Yeah. Uh, Kind of place myself back into that morose feeling of being like, oh, this, this is over. And I feel that so many times. And I think it has a little bit to do with the fact that in this business that we are in, even people that we just met, Galveston being a great example, um, we are constantly saying goodbye yeah. nonstop to mm-hmm. people that we see all the time, to people that we see once a year, to people that we see once every so often, to people that we even live in the same town as but we run into at a festival like Dallas when you're sure. just there. And like, oh, yeah, you're in New York. Oh, you're in New York. You catch up. And then you're this this sort of like fleeting feeling of something that I can't totally understand it. And I, I, I remember when family ties ended. Dude, I'm the same way with the Cheers. The series finale, mm-hmm. during the closing credits, they showed this montage of people, random people, like in their, I don't remember what the setting was, but it was people saying goodbye to family ties. And it made me cry. Really? As a kid. I remember being like, oh, this is... This is the last time. I didn't consciously interpret as, oh, we'll never see these people again. But I think I interpreted as this is a book closing and this this book won't be reopened. Right. Keep in mind, this is also at a time when you didn't have access to go back and watch these episodes anyways. Right. So it wasn't like, and, and maybe that wasn't something I'd ever do, but it really was like, oh, in the world of television... We dipped into these people. I used to love because I was such a you know because of Back to the Future. I was such a big Michael J. Fox fan. Yeah. Like I to this day, that dude's like on a hero level for me. Um, watching him on that show, and then being like, oh, and now it's just gone. Mm-hmm. Now it just leaves. And I wasn't at an age where I go, oh, he'll be in movies and other things. You don't think that. You kind right. of are like, well, will we ever see them again? Right. And in a way, we haven't seen them again. No. Like some of them have been in other stuff, but not maybe of note. Does that make sense? No, it makes total sense. But I don't know why the ending of a thing like that is ultimately in the grand scheme of anything. It is it is somewhat sort of meaningless. But weren't both? Of but us, as a child, I cried about that. But weren't both of us born into very early seeing the expiration date on people and memories? Like, what do you mean? Your mom passed away. When oh, you were I very see. Young. Yeah, 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 yeah. My, yeah. Grand, my grandfather, who was my father's figure, passed away when I was six. Right. Like, I think we had a very early time of being like, this is fleeting. Yes. I, there's some people, I don't say this uh, with any, like, snidely, like, they, it's a very long time in their life before anything with permanence leaves them. Yeah. And so they're, maybe they're in college or something like that. Like, and it's I've usually never really like a anybody. Yeah, and they're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. whoa. So they kind of got to have their whole childhood being like, things that are here are always here. A foundation. Whereas I think you and I kind of grew up being like, things that are here could go, go away. away. Go away. Yeah. And never be here again. Never be accessible again. Right. Yeah. I think there maybe is something, uh, there is something to that. I also have a horrible memory. 
Like, so you're maybe you're afraid that you won't remember. Like, this is gonna be gone, and it's really gone. I guess it could be that. Like, I'm wondering if Psy had some sort of emotional attachment to because the first How to Train Your Dragon was like what ten years ago? Is that too much? Maybe, maybe that's about right. Seven. But somewhere around there, yeah. But somewhere in a in a time where like that was a significant part of your life, sure. And then you saw the second one, and it didn't let you down. And then you saw the third one, and you go, "Ah, oh, this chapter of this movie and this story and these people is ending." Yeah. As as much as it seems so funny to think that Sai cares this much about How to Train a Dragon, and I cared this much about family ties, like these things that but are I just like stories. Re- I, I think that's totally worthy. Yeah, maybe. I think that's so. My favorite movie is Stand by Me, right? Which is entirely built on the idea of this is a time in your life that it'll go away and not yeah. come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, my one of my favorite parts of that movie is it happens sometimes. People come in and out of your life like busboys in a restaurant. Yeah, yeah. yeah which yeah. I interpret to mean you have a setting where you're in that the restaurant and this person plays a huge role in your experience there they bring you your silverware they get you more water it wouldn't you couldn't get through it without they clean them. and up then what you yeah. the mess you made yeah. and then it's over and you never see that person again but yeah. they were so crucial to that moment to in experience. your life yeah. yeah yeah and when dude when i go i've been twice to brownsville oregon where they shot stand by me and i I mean, I'm swimming in like I don't know, like nostalgia or just like really like holding up a thing to. Mean what do you something think it is me? that attracts you to that movie so much? What age were you the first time you saw it? I probably was around that age. I probably was like somewhere between 10, 10 or eleven. Yeah. Um, and then so in it high sort of school, had a Goonies was, effect. Yeah, because I think a lot of us saw so much Goonies at a time when you Goonies. thought that could be your life. I love Goonies, but. Th- th- Stand by me's heavy. Oh, I, I know, I know. I yeah. just mean like no, I know you know when that. you I'm just when you when you are when you're able to relate to the main characters in a way because you're the sort of the same age. So like Sean Astin in Goonies, you know, growing up when you see that movie the first time, you're like, I totally get because you know that being a moment that's captured in time. By the time you are the age where you are actually Sean Astin's age in that movie, you're like. Oh, that's me and my friends. That's how we play. Right, right. And these guys actually lived out the fantasies that we oh, I know. maybe will one day come across a map. Or, oh, this kid doesn't want to leave his neighborhood. I couldn't relate to that more even though I'm not leaving my neighborhood. You totally get like, oh, my God, me, me and my friends in my neighborhood, we're going to be friends for our whole lives. There's a little bit of that in Stand By Me. Oh, yeah. Where you're like. Until the very end and he talks about it. He's like, I, we didn't see much in. Laverne exactly. and Teddy anymore. Exactly. And then Chris, he's like, I hadn't seen him in years. He walked into a McDonald's restaurant. It's weird the like relationships and the people that come in and out of your lives. Because those those are endings. I think I sent you this or you sent me. I think I maybe I sent it to you that you meme. Me. There's a meme and I'm maybe we've talked about this. I don't know. I can't give it credit once. to it because it's in that world of memes where there wasn't credit. And so I have no clue who made right. it. But You've seen it for sure. It's like a bunch of kids in the 80s and they're all outside and there's a photo of them, like a Polaroid or something. And it just said at some point in your life, you went outside to play with the like friends in your neighborhood for the last time and you didn't know know it was like going to be the last time. Right. And there's something so beautiful and poetic about that. Because that's actually an event that occurs your whole life. Right. You actually don't realize oh, this will be the last time I see this person. Not like in a tragic way, but just in a, you know, we're not who we used to be or I'm not in that area anymore Mm -hmm. or we just grew into different people or Mm -hmm. geographically. Like there is something that is so beautifully sad about it. I I don't know what it is. I can't ultimately answer – I don't I mean, know what Sai's question was. I think it's just, hey, can you understand this? I I would say, Sai, I 100% – and I'm I'm speaking for Dan – we both 100% understand the thing that you're uh, describing in this sort of like when a chapter is closing. Yeah. And so you were 10 or 11 when you saw Stand By Me. And what do you think it, it was? It was just being like, oh, I'm this guy's is this, this age? I felt like it was probably the kids speaking in a way and, a, and about things that I was speaking about. You usually hear that a lot with like Fast Times at Ridgemont High too. The yeah. People are like – 
Yeah, this didn't play down to like high school kids. This was like this was high school. This was high school, right. and so I think for me it was it was that I spent a lot of times in my life feeling that I was like experiencing things. It's just you know, and this goes for everybody. You're only yourself as a kid, but I was experiencing things that I that other people like didn't identify with. Yeah, and there's so much in that movie where there's these people, are, these kids are like dealing with things that other people like aren't talking about whether that's like their dad beating the shit out of them or the feeling their family wishes they they had died instead of their brother or Mm -hmm. being the being chris chambers who's like wants to be a good kid but can't get past his own name in this small town and how people treat him right so i don't know i i think that like we were joking about earlier it's funny this comes up but like even harry potter what that means to people because some of these I mean, that came out in, what, 98, 99? So long ago, it seems. Right, right. Yeah. So there are people who, their that was their first book that they read. They were eight years old. And yeah. then those books were with them from eight, and, and maybe even including the movies. And those people's lives. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. up until yeah. they were 25, they were consuming this thing. And when they closed book seven for the first time, for the last time, or first time, I guess, for the first time when they finished it, they were like, that whole, this is done? yeah. So I think it speaks to like where you were. You know, it's funny to me. I joked about this once on a live Dumb People Town. Um, him talking about or her talking about going to the movies with the, the nieces. Like yeah, I yeah, do yeah. a thing every year where I take my nephews to Walmart on Thanksgiving night. Yeah. And every year, like I'm age, they're aging out of me. Like they're getting, yes. I'm not cool anymore. Yeah. So And there's such a wide range that I've, but- you know, my mom was like, well, they they come back. Like, they eventually come back. And I, I made the joke of, like, she said this to me while I realized it was a Tuesday night and I was drinking wine with her and my aunt watching HGTV. And I was like, oh, they do come back. <laughs> like, I came back. But, this is good. What is this? Mm-hmm. Is this is this a, a blend? What is this? Is this a blend? Mm-hmm. It's a charade. Dan, I already told you I don't know. Right. Go look at the bottle. Hang with your nephews. <laughs> no one they don't wants, want me. They don't want you. They, <laughs> they always come back, and it's even worse. <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah, this is good. Yeah. What is but this, I, a Merlot? I can feel myself. So then maybe that ties into a trilogy of a movie. We're like, oh, we did this together. We watched these movies. It's, it's all about... Your shared experience. Whether now it's, I want to know, did Sai see the other two with the knee? Must not have. Must have. No, because if they're afraid of dragons but, on the third one, they certainly, if they saw the no, first said, two. He or she said they're afraid of dragons, because now they're afraid of dragons, I guess. Which makes me feel like the first two they went to, but now they're afraid of dragons, so they wouldn't go to the third. I'm leaving a showing of the third and final How to Train Your Dragon Hidden, Hidden Kingdom, a late night showing, because my nieces stood me up because they're afraid of dragons now. And he he or she also says, afraid of dragons now in quotations. Yeah. Oh, my God. Sigh. Did you get... Have they... Did they? Are they like, I'm not going to fucking see How to Train Your Dragon with my uncle I or know. my aunt? I know. I love constantly giving the he or she. We keep saying the he first. Everybody, <laughs> like, why are you? Co- what are you covering? I don't know. Um, We're just trying to be inclusive. I, I think, God, I did not interpret it that way. Nice grab, Detective Thanks, Dan. <laughs> he was an agent for the FBI in college. Jack Phillips taught him everything he knew about drinking coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like that we do that though. I wouldn't trade that. Do you, would you? Trade what? Like putting. Emotional. Oh, I don't think it's a choice. I don't think we can. I mean, I have emotional attachments to inanimate objects. When I get rid of clothes, I wonder if I'm. Am I saying goodbye? Am I? There was a time. I will say this. I, I had some nice boots. I don't really wear boots, Uh but I did have some nice boots that I acquired in some way. I don't really remember how, and I brought them to my friend Rick's funeral. When I was going to be in Hinesville, Georgia. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I've got this suit. And I'll gra- and I, I grab stuff quickly. I was sure. like, I'm going to wear this suit and I'll throw on these boots. And that'll be good because I, I don't have any dress shoes. Okay. And I thought that's what I'll do. Yeah. Uh, and went to Hinesville, Georgia. And when I was getting ready for the funeral, I put the boots on. And I was like, these just do not work with this suit yeah. uh, at all. Yeah. And so I took them off and I put on like boat shoes or something. Something that's like, you know, casual but nice enough, I guess. Because I just didn't have dress shoes. And I was like, all right, I'm just going to wear these. I don't have another choice. I can't wear these boots. And the that night, 
and I had to get up at like three o'clock. So I've now, I didn't really even go to bed. I've like packed, 3 a.m. I got to get up and go to the airport. Right. I have packed everything and the boots were just, I was just like, what am I going to do? I'm going to put these back in my bag. I was like, I'm going to put these boots in the closet right here and I'm going to leave these boots here and I'm never going to call. I'm not going to second guess this. I think I left my boots there. How can I get, I'm going to leave these boots in this closet and for me, it was a symbol of leaving something behind, mm-hmm. saying goodbye to something, mm-hmm. granted, albeit something that didn't have a ton of meaning to me. Doesn't I didn't matter. wear these boots. Sure. But also, there was a part of me that even in that moment could feel like the boots being like, you're, le- you're leaving me? You're leaving me here? I'm in the gr-. Like, I feel that with inanimate objects. I feel it with clothes I give away. I feel it with objects. When people are hoarders, I think they have an extreme version of the thing I'm talking about. 100%. They place an identity on objects. It's not about collecting. It's definitely not about collecting because collectors keep things in an orderly fa- right. They have a very specific style of collecting. Right. Right. But hoarders, they almost don't care how it's packaged or shoved away or thrown into a room or whatever. They just can't abandon it because they almost feel some connection to it where they'll feel some sense of guilt this if they the get movie, rid of it. This is what the Brave Little Toaster did to people. Yeah. yeah I've got to forgot that movie. But you know what I mean? You feel this sense of guilt. Like, uh, like even now, I'm like, I wonder where those boots are on their journey. Someone must have come in, uh, cleaned the room. Uh, decided, you know, I don't know how it works, if they were like, oh, I'll take these to the front desk, or if if there's a policy of like, hey, if you find something in a room, we wait a week. It was a hotel. If nobody calls, it was a hotel. Yeah. If, someone, if someone doesn't call, whoever found them can have, I don't know what the policy is. Maybe they're like is. on a person who needed shoes so bad because exactly. they got donated. That's what I thought. I was like, maybe they get donated, maybe the the, the person who cleans the room, uh, to, and not in the sense of, oh, I found something, I'm going to keep it and not do the right thing. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying someone came across a property that no one ever claimed, maybe they got to keep them, or you turn them into the front desk, and someone goes, oh, my son looking for some but what i just i wonder in my mind what is the path of those boots and i wonder it even now about a thing that i don't even fucking care about at all if someone goes do you want the boots back oh actually they're still in that room (laughs) do you want them back i'll be like no no no." but and you're almost like i can't believe i think about them i see my suits and i go oh yeah the boots (laughs) i go to my closet and i see like a nice shirt i'm like ah you wear boots with that ah not me because i abandoned my boots But you know what I mean? I think I think I, I don't think it's a choice to not ever apply that level of emotion with things because I don't think it's something that we control. Yeah. The same exact way that you can't control why you ever liked Stand By Me or why you care about it now or why you're willing to go to that town where they filmed it to immerse yourself in it. None of those things are choices that you make. They are things that are just there and you feel it and out of curiosity you 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 keep it or you go explore it or you just go you know, if someone's like, why do you like Stand By Me so much? I mean, even then, you kind of can't fully... We can come across the logical, basic things. Sure. But even then, you're still like, I, I don't know. It speaks and to e- me. And even now... I don't know the language. And even now, in 10 years from now, if someone said... And I don't see this happening, sure. but as an example, in 10 years from now, if someone said, oh, damn, remember you like, always love Stand By Me? If you go, yeah, you know, I watched it again, and it just it wasn't there anymore... You wouldn't be able to explain why it's gone now. Right. You wouldn't know. You'd be like, I, yeah, you know, I just, I don't know. I guess that was just sort of a, a 30-year phase <laughs> that I went through where I loved that movie and then suddenly didn't care about that movie or those people anymore. I don't see that happening, but that I think that happens with some Would stuff. Would you say that in, so, like, to respond to, to Sai C's, he, she's letter? Sai she, she's. Is, like, we, we don't know why we do that, but... When it's not in the extreme, like a hoarder, it's a very it's a good thing. Who know, I don't know why we do it, but we do. The main and as long as it's not in the extreme, sure. it's a great thing. Yeah, if it doesn't break you, you don't want to be broken by it. But you, don't you know, be... I don't think it's worth. I, I don't think it's worth your time to not allow yourself to be affected by stuff. I think being affected by things is a part of the human experience. You have to. You know, you might tell someone, hey, I got, I just had this really nostalgic sadness when I left How to Train Your Dragon. And there's a world of people that laugh at that because mm-hmm. they can't understand an attachment to it. But the reality is you, you don't want to be ridiculed for it, uh, just as I don't want to be ridiculed for, like, family ties. But at the same time, you also sit there and you go, yeah, well, I can't 
I can't tell you anything other than I just feel this nostalgic sadness as an ending of an era, and I can't really tell you what it is or why. I think when you ask, Cy, am I alone in this, I I, I think I'm willing to bet every single person, I'm willing to bet 99% of people are like, oh, yeah, no, I feel it too with stuff that maybe doesn't necessarily have this huge obvious significance. But there's something in it, and you're almost like, I don't know that if I'll ever be able to tap into why I care about that, you know? I love I love Dairy Queen blizzards so much. And I couldn't tell you—I I think they do taste great. Sure. It's not like I've just But you're not just myself. eating a blizzard. You're eating your childhood. Exactly. I grew up going to Dairy Queen. The, the, the nights that my— my family would be like, we're going to go to Dairy Queen. It was like a surge of excitement. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, my God, we're going to do this thing. Um, I, a- I, and, I, and I love it. I think about it every time. I kind of get a little bit of that every That's time like I go. when I go to my cabin in Wisconsin, man. I'm not going there at this age, at this weekend, in this year. When I go to my cabin, I'm going there every time I've been before yes. again. Yes. God, that's great. I'm going there every time I've been there before again. That's why. How have you not written a book? <laughs> what, I bet we do. I bet before before this chapter on life ends, we have a pen pals book. I mean, think about that. This podcast is its own. This will end, right? And you can't recognize it when you're in it. And you can't care about it the same way. And try not to. But when the day comes that someone's like, "By the way, this is going to be the last one," you're then like, "Oh, I'm so sad." And you're like, "Yeah, but you you didn't feel that sadness." when you kind of knew it was coming to an end. Right. It's only when it comes to an end that you go, oh, yeah, but I liked all these things. It ma- it does make me wonder, and I don't want to get off, I don't want to like add so much time to it, but it does make me wonder, like, sometimes do we reflect back on things and forget the bad parts of them and romanticize 100%. these things that actually weren't great? Like, you think about, like, oh, man, I, I you know, I did love college. Did you? Right. Did you? Like, right. it, maybe it was fun, and you just remember the really fun things, and you kind of wish you could go back. But at the same time, you only wish you could go back, let's just say college. Sure. If you loved college. You only wish you could go back and do it again knowing what you know now. Right. And and you only wish you could go back and do the good things you're remembering. Yeah. I don't know if I've brought this up on this podcast, but I always I try to look at stuff this way, and it's hard for me to do it. When I think about getting older and my daughter getting older and all these things, I try to imagine that perhaps I wished at some point in the future Mm -hmm. that I could come back to now because something amazing happens now. So can I convince myself in my reality on a daily basis, I wished to be here in this time. So if it's good or it's bad, I brought myself here. So take it minute by minute, take it day by day and try to be like, why did I want to be back? I know it's, there is an element that I concede sounds absurd. I don't care. But there's also an element of it that sounds like. Beautiful. I think so. Meaningful. Where where I go, oh, I didn't, I didn't wish to be back when my, the day my daughter was born. I wish to be here when she was three. Why? Why is that? boring day. As opposed to being like, oh, she's growing up so fast. Well, then why am I here? Why? What is the thing about now? Right. That I could maybe go, oh, I should pay attention more to this or treat people like this because I've already learned this lesson. Mm-hmm. That's just an outlook. I Doesn't, think that's it, right. I don't, it's not like I can apply it every day. It's not also, I also that I remember, oh, yeah, that look at life like this and you'll feel better about stuff. But I think about it sometimes. But it sounds cliche, but it's the whole stop and smell the roses because otherwise you, it's something you just walk by. Yes. But what if you were like, what if I didn't walk by this And what moment? if you already did walk by and you can go, oh, remind myself yeah. today. Oh, God. I think that's great. Dan, you guys don't know this. Dan and I have been in a full-on embrace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nuzzled. Staring into each other's face with a micro- one microphone between us as we did this whole episode. <laughs> I hope that's the way they always picture it. I hope we get that fan art. Um, I know that there's no way people will think that's uh, real, but we'll post a pic of us uh, doing this. <laughs> So that you know, if you go to Instagram right now, you'll also will see. Will we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, we both would. And then I want you guys to truly picture that that's how we've done every episode. Yeah. Um, yeah, Sai, good for you. Thanks for opening up and being vulnerable and letting us know that I think you are not alone in any way whatsoever. You probably have more people. In fact, I would say 
to a lot of people, don't be afraid to use that little element that we just talked about as an icebreaker amongst people you don't know. Because I guarantee you, if you're in a group of 10 people and you go, you guys ever feel this weird nostalgia for stuff and you just say what yours is? I guarantee you it cracks the mm-hmm. conversation oh, wide that's open. That's a table I want to be at. And also you probably find out some things where people are like, you know what I really miss? Like in a, cra- a crazy pen thing you couldn't have I, I miss pen I pals. miss those. And be like, you a time traveler? I am. I wrote the first letter about the time travel <laughs> part. Um yeah, that's all I got to say. Sai, uh, good for you, and uh, make sure you, you uh, <laughs> make sure you go sit down with those nieces and they let them know back, they man. fucking missed a trilogy, they dude. Come back. Sincerely, your pen pals, Rory Vaniel Canyon and Daniel Scoville. Like they did in the old days, it wasn't so long ago. A podcast network. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.